This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning. Welcome to the Community Connection Radio Show. This morning we have Vermilion County Museum represented by Sue Richter. Very happy to have her on the show. Um, Sue, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I, one of these days I'm going to get Don on the show. I'm, I'm just going to work and wear him down. But um, I love reading his stories. And when he wrote about uh, the elephant, Satan, oh my gosh, I was happy. That was a disturbing piece. I'm just going to yes, tell it you. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Whoever I'll heard of you'll that? Enjoy this, week's. this week is not quite as <laughs> disturbing, but it's still very thought provoking. Uh, yeah, it's definitely very thought provoking. Well, um, you know, let Don know I appreciate his writing. He's definitely gifted in it, and you know, he he, he the way he took the way he wrote the story. I'm just envisioning this as it's happening, and you know, um, anyway. Great story writer. Tell him I appreciate him. I sure will. So, uh, you know, you and I were talking right before we went on the air. You know, how how timely is this presentation that we're going to talk about? And, um, yeah, you know, talk about disturbing. Definitely that. So you are going to have a special guest once again. Tell us about it. Yes. This is our exhibit this year from October 10th through November 10th. Courage to Remember. It's a traveling Holocaust exhibit, and this one is more of a timeline, which is really kind of unique in the way they did it. Almost each little section has its own story to tell out of a specific aspect of the the whole time of the Holocaust from 1933 to 1945. And yet at the same time, when you put them all together, you can see the whole progression down through the years, which is very good. And, uh, you know, of course, it ends at the end with a lot of questions, you know, and it basically it's the idea, even in for today's world of tolerance and, you know, that people have to have tolerance and understanding of other people, which, as we mentioned at the beginning, it doesn't seem like we're seeing right now on the world stage. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I'm just thinking, do no harm. You know, you may not agree with somebody's position or with their background, etc. But do no harm. You know, um, everyone does have a right to their opinion, whether I agree with it, don't agree with it. But you know, the the whole Holocaust took more than an opinion and just took it to uh, went down the most evil walkway that could be imagined. Right. I didn't even think about it. But today, you know, I don't know if you can see this, but uh, no, you can't. But it says no. never stop asking why. So I actually had the opportunity um, to visit the Holocaust Museum a couple of months ago. Anytime I go to Washington, I make sure that I go through the display. And again, just to remember, was I a part of it? Absolutely not. But could I be a part of it again? You never know. And, you know, sometimes on the world stage, exactly, you never know what you may be a part of. And it's a chance to remember and educate. And this is something that you all are doing is educating. Right. And as part of this, as you mentioned, we are having a special open house on October 26th from five to eight. So this allows people who are maybe working that aren't able to see the exhibit to come to see it. And then uh, from six to seven, uh, Bill Gingold, who spoke last year during during our special exhibit about being a Holocaust survivor. And his situation was being placed with his family in the Warsaw Ghetto. So 
his is almost a day-to-day lifestyle of what they were dealing with. And I think it's very realistic uh, for people to look at that. We had our teachers workshop last night and some of the comments from the teachers and the students that attended were the idea that we think that our daily lives are hard. But when you read the panels and you see the way of life these people had to deal with, you know, it ours are, there's nothing. We don't deal with anything close to what they have to live with, you know, they had to live with day in and day out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can't even imagine. Um, I can't even imagine. And uh, yeah, I don't even know. It just leaves me speechless. But I know that I did have the pleasure of listening to Dr. Gingold last year when we had the presentation. Um, it was fairly crowded, so I would like to encourage people to make sure you get there. Um, early if you want a seat, a good seat where you can be up there and here. I mean, the, the museum was able to accommodate all of the people that came, but it was fairly crowded and, and that's good. Yes, it is because it makes people aware. And these, we're calling them panels, actually, they're, you know, banners that uh, go up. There's 40 of them. And the progression, as I said, as it takes you through, is really quite fascinating. When we were putting up the exhibit, uh, one of our staff even said, you're putting it up too fast. <laughs> we were re- she's reading it as we were going along. And she goes, you know, to take the time to come through. And the people that we've had in since since the exhibit opened on Tuesday have felt the same way too. They've spent quite a lot of time going through and reading the panels. And their comments have been, you know, besides the atrociousness of the whole situation, have been, we learned a lot that we didn't know before. And I think that's a good point, too. We can always be educated to another extent than what we already are. We don't know everything. And as more information comes out for any situation, we find that, you know, we're better educated and can better understand what's going on. Definitely. Well, let's take our first break and we'll come back and continue the conversation. Welcome back to Community Connection. We are speaking with Sue Richter from the Vermilion County Museum. They have a um, Courage to Remember display October 10th through November the 10th. Sue, talk about um, coming to the museum and being able to view this. What are the hours and the costs, that type of thing? Okay, the, the, the exhibit is open during our regular hours, which are Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 4. And it's just the normal cost for the museum. There's no special cost to see the exhibit. So it's just $5 per adult and children 17 under free. Um, This is probably not something you want to bring small children to. You know, some of the images are pretty graphic. And so, you know, unless they're, they're saying fifth grade or older. And we've had some individuals come with younger children since it opened and they just don't do that part of the exhibit. So that's fine. You know, they can they can eliminate it. But so there's no extra cost. So it's just five dollars for adult and children 17 and under are free. And so this does afford a pretty good opportunity for people to see it. So that's why we put on the evening presentation too for those that work. That even if they don't come to hear the speaker, anytime from five to eight, they can still look at the exhibit. Mm-hmm. And there's no charge for that night at all. So, Sue, I actually, you know, when I I told you that I went through the Holocaust Museum in D.C. a number of times, 
When I was there this year, you know, I had a different take on it because I do have three grandsons that are here now and you have grandchildren. So I know you'll understand this, but they are 11, 9 and 6. And I'm like, you know what? They they need to know the story. They need to understand about they need to understand hate and how it works and the evils that people can be taken to because this is something we don't ever want repeated again. So our younger generation absolutely needs to know about these things. So, you know, I was thinking uh, this time I took a different spin. I was gathering different literature and taking different pictures and I'm going to sit them down and, and have that conversation with them and uh, will be rough. Yes. And, and again, there are some images that absolutely aren't age appropriate, but you know, I'm going to talk with them about it this time and help them to understand things like that. They're, they're getting old enough that they need to start understanding some of these things. And, um, you know, thank you to the Vermillion County Museum for hosting displays like this because it's not easy. This is a tough subject. Yes, it is. But if, when you look at it, you know, in the, the total, uh, I guess you could say placement within the world then and today, you know, it is part of history. We can't whitewash it. It happened. But yet at the same time, people need to be aware that the hatred that individuals have affects more than just them and other and the people that it's targeted to. It affects everyone around them. And so they fall into a, I guess you could say almost like a black hole of that seems to be their main thrust. And when you look at the exhibit, you you have to wonder, just like people are saying now, how can you be this way to another human being? You know, you wouldn't want this happening to your family. So how can you look at it and not have an open mind that you don't want this to happen to someone else's family? You're sorry it happened then, but, you know, there's always the possibility. People, human nature doesn't change as much as we would like to think that it really does. And so, you know, they always say, the, the psychological and moral flaws that were there then are still there now. They don't disappear. They're not going to disappear. But it's how people cope with them, how they treat them, and how other people react to them that makes the difference. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just thinking about technology and the way that different things are brought to us almost instantaneously, where, you know, back during the Holocaust, a lot of this, not that people didn't know about it while it was happening, certainly not dismissing America or anybody not knowing about it, but bringing it to the everyday person's attention um, with technology. When something happens in the world today, we find out almost immediately. Um, right. Yeah. So technology definitely definitely played a piece in this. But, you know, watching the display, I can remember Dr. Gingle talking about, uh, you know, okay, let me just back up. So first of all, you wonder, how could this have ever happened? If someone came and tried to take my house, I'm going to fight. Um, you learn that it was a very slow and systemic uh, process and people didn't really realize it. No, it was well planned. And that, that shows in the panels because, you know, it starts, you know, when it asks why, why was one group chosen? What was the pattern of persecution? And then, you know, how it all started. And it was, it was very, very subtle people didn't really understand what was happening. And the fact that, you know, there this just grew and grew and grew. And you would have thought, you know, okay, in a certain time frame, by you got to a certain point, it would end, but it didn't. And it continued until it enveloped a whole large area of, of, of Europe. 
And at the same time, you know, today in the world, everything that happens, it all happens the same way. It's very planned. Sometimes it's subtle, sometimes it isn't. One of the panels talks about, which I thought was really related to everything that's going on today, which which uh, about midway through the panels, it talks about mobile killing squads. And when I read the panel, I thought of what's happening today, you know, in Israel, mobile killing squads. That's basically what was going on. So it's like, you know, it's just a repeat of history in a different frame, in a different time, but the same, same thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of funny you brought that up because when you went through something like this, you're like, well, that would never happen again. That wouldn't happen today. And it absolutely, you know, kind of the same thing does happen. Right. Right. So, and that's what the, that's what the, uh, the whole exhibit, you know, this idea of courage to remember we, everything we are today is from our past, regardless what country culture or anything that you're from. And if you forget the past, then you're, you are doomed to repeat it, you know, and it's, whether it's good or, or bad, you're doomed to repeat it. We have to learn from the mistakes that were made. And I think that's one of the other things that this exhibit shows us is, you know, we don't want to make the same mistakes again, no matter who it is that we're dealing with. Definitely. Well, let's take our last break and we'll come back and finish the show. Welcome back to Community Connection. We are talking about Courage to Remember, um, a Holocaust exhibit, October 10th through November the 10th at the Vermilion County Museum. Sue Richter is with us. So, Sue, let's talk about Dr. Gingold's presentation on October the 26th. Yes, he's going to talk, and I, I assume it's going to be very closely related to the last one, on his personal experiences. And uh, his I think it's his son that wrote a book that details, you know, the interviews and everything he had of everything that happened to his father and that, which is very good. And I think that it's just good for people to know that while these individuals that experienced it are still alive, you know, no matter which portion they they did um, were had taken active part in, it's very good while we have that first person testimony to listen to them and to ask questions. You know, maybe people for years have heard about it, have studied it, or maybe have not studied it, but maybe they just have one burning question they want to ask. Well. Far better to ask someone who has experienced it than just to read about it and then still not maybe get a full answer. So I think with having Mr. Gingle come, it gives the opportunity for people to actually have that firsthand experience, which I think is very good. Mm-hmm. And to hear that first person account, you know, uh, opportunities for that are becoming more rare because obviously that population is aging out. Um, so it's a great opportunity to come, Dr. Gingold. Um, from my knowledge of him, he was a U of I employee and I, I worked a couple different grants with him, but he did a lot of things with seniors. So I was familiar with the name, but I had no idea of his story. So to be able to hear that, and again, first person, it's an amazing experience. And as you said, there's no cost for it. This is going to be October the 26th, um, open from five to eight that night, but Dr. Gingold's presentation will be at 6 p.m. 
Yes, that's correct. That's correct. And and as you said, you know, we do have some limited seating. We're not reserved seating. There's no ticket to be bought. It's just first come, first serve. Uh, there's plenty of parking in the area now with the completion of the Carl build. So we're able to use the parking lot adjacent. It's not that far to walk. And, uh, you know, so we're hoping people will take a little bit of time, whether they come to hear the speaker or come to see the exhibit. It's a it's a great opportunity. You know, a lot of times the exhibits we bring in, somebody may say, well, how does that pertain to your museum? But we are local history and, you know, people in in Vermilion County still experienced the time of the Holocaust because all of this was enmeshed later on with the activity and the involvement in World War II. So a lot of the soldiers that served here from Vermilion County were involved in freeing some of the concentration camps. So, you know, to say that it's not related to Vermilion County, you know, yes, it's a farther stretch than what we would normally have because it's not active Vermilion County history, but still in all, it was something that influenced at that time our citizens of the county. Mm -hmm, definitely. Thank you for, for tying that together because that, that's an important point. And, you know, again, just never stop asking why. The purpose of the museum is, is to educate, to, to let people see the past and to educate them and, um, you know, just a, a great way to do that with having this presentation. And, uh, you know, I, I love your rotating displays. I'm thinking about the wedding dresses. I'm thinking about the quilts, you know, so the, the happy-go-lucky things, but then also the hard-to-talk-about things like this. It's, it's something that you do on a regular basis to make sure we are educated. Yes, and, and, and the museum's always striving to become involved with active and new ones. Uh, you know, next year and the year after, 2024, 2025, into 2026, with Looking for Lincoln, there'll be another new traveling exhibit. This one dealing with the flip side of the coin from this one, but at the same time, they're somewhat related because that one's going to be on the Underground Railroad. So, you know, some, you know, far away in history, you know, over 100 years between the two, and now we're getting close to 100 years since the last but something still that we can learn from. And that's the important part. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, so recap the Courage to Remember exhibit for us. Okay. The Courage to Remember 40 panels on exhibit here at the museum from October 10th through November 10th of this year. And our regular hours are Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 4. And we hope that there's a lot of individuals from the county and the surrounding area that are able to visit. Mm -hmm. Definitely want to be a part of that. And then, of course, on October 26th, um, Dr. Gingold will be giving a presentation, a first-person account of being in the Holocaust. Um, the evening starts at 5, ends at 8, but Dr. Gingold's presentation will be at 6 o'clock. Very informative, and I don't know, Sue, there's just something about hearing that firsthand experience that even strikes a deeper chord. Right. And, um, you know, I do have to warn people that we do have school classes going through during this time period. So, you know, if you happen to come in while we have a school class, you'll still be able to join through, walk through and see the exhibit. You know, and sometimes people shown up when there's been a class and they've kind of actually enjoyed the extracurricular information they get while they're going through when there's a class going through, you know, so. <laughs> So it's kind of fun and interesting. So we are we are scheduling. We have a lot of students that will be going through the exhibit during that time period also. Okay. And but that's good. Um, you know, talk about the museum's involvement with the educational system. 
Yes, we, we have our local school program that we do for third and fourth grade students throughout the county. Then we have what we consider our expanded school program. That Actually, that's what this is part of because this reaches middle school and high school and older. So it's like what we can present as part of the school program that reaches a different age group that's not primarily our third and fourth grade students that come throughout the year to learn the local history. So it's all it's all part and parcel of one, but it is the biggest program that the museum has. And the most fascinating thing of all of it for students, the museum has never charged. And so there is no charge for any school group that comes, no matter where they come from. Okay, good information to know. So if you haven't had that on your itinerary, teachers, if you're listening to this program, definitely something that you can fit in and, again, at no cost, and what a great opportunity for the students. Um, Sue, talk about being becoming a member of the museum, the membership, what that entails. Yes, the membership, and now's a good time to join because it's getting close to the end of the year, and then that'll give you a full year going through, and that gets you in the museum during regular hours, of course, free of charge. Then also it gets you our historical heritage publication that comes out four times a year. And then our newsletter that comes out periodically throughout the year. And then a lot of times if we're having something special, sometimes we have evenings for members only and different activities that we have. Members get little perks out of it or they get first first choice of something that's coming due, whether it be a book or something like that, usually at a discount. So it has its little perks. Also, uh, you know, it, it allows them to uh, really become acquainted with Vermillion County history. And we always tell people, if you know someone that likes history and <clears throat> you want to give them a gift, whether it's Christmas or birthday or something like that, that's going to keep on giving all year, give them a museum membership, buy it for someone else, and then they'll get the Heritage Magazine all year. And actually for a family, it's $35, which is really very inexpensive in today's world. Definitely. Um, Sue, I was, let me see, was, I just had a good question for you. Let me think real quick. Um, you know how Talk your mind just kind of blanks out. There's so much. Oh, upcoming events. So uh, what do you have upcoming that, that we may need to know about? Okay, just to do a quick one through, we'll have the, uh, the special program on October 26th. Then on the following Sunday, we're going to repeat our Halloween program from last year. And uh, we'll be doing another program on that on the radio, but just to let people know that that Sunday afternoon, it'll be from four to six. And uh, the children come in costume and, and even adults did last year. It was absolutely wonderful. They get to meet not only Halloween characters, but also people that represent historical periods or historical characters from Vermilion County. They're the ones that are going to give out the traits. So we encourage children to ask, well, who are you? Or to read the board behind and that is followed in the middle of November with our semi-annual book sale and antiques and, and things of that sort. These are items that have been donated to us within the past two years. And people give them to us and they say, you know, if you can't use it for your collection, use it for your sale. Earn a little money for the museum. And that way, you know, they're not throwing it away and it's not being, you know, I guess you could say just going to the landfill when history can be gotten out of it. And following that is the beginning of December with our Christmas open house. And so we're excited about that this year. We have a few other events that we're adding into that special day this year. And uh, then we go into February and the Lincoln birthday open house. So as you can see, through the winter months, from now until the winter months, we will be very, very busy. 
Well, that's good because, you know, uh, a lot of us don't want to be outside during those times. So great indoor activities. Right. Well, again, we've been speaking with Sue Richter, Vermillion County Museum. And again, uh, specifically the Courage to Remember display October 10th through November the 10th. And then on October the 6th, Dr. Ginghold, a firsthand account um, Holocaust survivor, will be speaking at the museum at 6 p.m. that evening no charge to attend that. Sue, thank you for, for being with us this morning and audience. Um, I hope you have a great rest of the day. We'll be back in the morning. We're going to talk to the mayor and see what's going on in Danville. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.